What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here with another edition of the Sheehan Show on Sherdog.com. And today I'm back with my top five bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. Um, there's two cards this weekend that I'm kind of majorly concerned with. I know there's some other stuff as well. I think there's an Octagon card, there's a Risen card. But today I'm going to be looking at a couple of fights from, uh, you know, the UFC card, which is not amazing, for being honest. Uh, and then the Cage Warriors card as well, which... Uh, you know, it's here in my backyard. I'm going to be at it, so I'm I, I'm a little bit biased, obviously, but I, I'm uh, I'm massively looking forward to that. So we're going to get into that. Last week's bets. <laughs> Last week was not a week to write home about. Um, so we had the four bets in the flyer. Now, first of all, the flyer Deanna Bennett. She was winning the fight. It was a it was a big it was a flyer, just a straight up flyer to win at her own plus three sixty. I think she was even deeper than that uh, in some places, but. Was winning, Liz Carmouche ended up getting uh, the win there. But then the other fights, the Haraguchi fight, I gave him. That fight was cancelled. The Bobby Green fight was a no contest. And even in the Bennett fight, she missed weight. Um, and in my other two picks, I did the minimum pick. You know, it was a close fight. I thought it was going to be a close fight like that. I thought he might just get the edge, but he didn't. And in the Raffian stats pick was definitely uh, a bad pick. I've, I've made respect for Patchy Mix, but I've even... More admiration for his ability after that. So, last week, not a great week. Zero, zero out of two, which is doesn't sound as bad because obviously the no contest bet went uh, uh, went away. You got your money back for that. The fight that didn't happen. If you're betting that, you're getting your money back for that. So, I'm calling it zero from two. If I, uh, should I do that? Should it be zero from three? I don't know. Let me know in the comment section. I can adjust my record, but. The overall record as it stands now, 26 from 51, uh, and four hit on the Flyers throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, I know, you know, some people might say that's bad, but I'm happy enough with it, to be honest. You know, I'm happy getting 50-50 on the, on the betting picks. Now, if it was just picks straight up, I'd be a little bit different, but I'd like to give you picks that I think, like, might be a bit of, uh, might be a bit of value there as well. So, we're doing that again this week here, uh, and I'm going to go... I have my flyers from the UFC, my first bet is from the UFC, and then the next three are from Cageware. So first of all, to the UFC and to Kai Bahalio. Uh, and my first bet of the week is Bahalio to win by submission at plus 120. Now, to be honest here, I was kind of torn between giving this and giving Bahalio to win by a knockout, which I believe is plus 750. We'll look at that in, in a second again as my flyer of the week. Uh, but I, I, I went for this because I saw another flyer that I kind of liked. So I, I've gone for the submission. And I suppose looking at Carl Bahalio and looking at the way he's been fighting recently, uh, I think people, you know, may, maybe will be able to uh, to understand that. Now, he hasn't been getting loads of submissions or anything recently, but he has been, you know, taking lads to the ground. He has been, um, you know... Beating lads up well on the ground, and you look at his opponent, Mikhail Sheshuk. His, you know, three of his five losses have been uh, by uh, submission. You know, submitted by Jimmy Crute, submitted by uh, OSP, and uh, submitted earlier in his career uh, as well outside of the UFC. So, I, I, I really like that bet. Now, I like it because I like him via finish, and I think Kaubahalio is one of these guys that. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on, but I don't know if are as people as high on him as I am. I am massively high on him. Like, and when I say massively high, I mean massively high on him. I think he's a very, very, very good fighter. Um, I 
you know, watched him the first few times I watched him, I'm like, okay, this guy can fight all around, but he's more of a, of a striker. I'd prefer him striking. And then recently I'm like, well, is he, <laughs> you know, is he more of a striker? You know, he beating the likes of Muradov on the ground, beating, you know, Petrosian, uh, you know, a little bit different, I suppose, with the striking background and all that. But he's due a finish as well, which is a big thing here. People are probably looking at this and are thinking, Shani, his last three wins in a row, all by decision. But it's coming, you know. You watch those fights, and you you know that the, the f- it just feels like it's coming. He now he did have a finish on the in white contender series, and you know he has gone to decision a, a lot, I suppose, throughout uh, throughout his career. But I think Olechuk, uh, and I'm absolutely getting that name 100 percent correct. So if anyone you know, <laughs> if anyone doesn't like it, there you go. I I think he is. He's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, he's a good record, 18 and 5, absolutely nothing wrong with that, he's only 28 years of age, you know, okay, he's lost to some good guys, but he's beaten the likes of Modestus Bukowskis, you know, who's looked good after coming back in, and looked good in cage warriors as well, and, you know, John Vellante and other tough guys as well in there, but I think Bahalio is just at a different sort of level, I think he's very, very, very good, and this is at middleweight as well, which... I was skeptical as well because he had a couple of fights in middleweight, a couple of fights at light heavyweight. And like I feel like himself and Jelton Almeida are both kind of debating which way should it be for Jelton heavyweight or light heavyweight, and for uh, Kai Bahalio is it middleweight or, or light heavyweight? You know, so I I was light heavyweight at first when I'm looking at him, but now I, I think at middleweight he has a bit of a size advantage over a lot of lads. Um, he has the strength advantage, which is is good for him too, because of you know the way he's grappling a little bit more now. You know he's six foot one versus six foot, so it's not a big advantage here per se. But compared to if you're fighting, say I saw Dustin Jacoby there, who's what probably six four, six five or something like that. You know, you know he might have an advantage skill wise, but he wouldn't have the advantage size wise if you get me. So middleweight for Bahalio is probably becoming more natural for him, and I I do think. Oh, like Jejuk is a guy who can be gotten to, can be taken down. And I think if Bahalia does that early, I think he could wear him out very well and end up getting the finish. So, yeah, the first one I'm going for first bet of the week Kai Bahalia via submission plus 120. Actually, I'm just looking here again. It's plus 160 in a couple of places. So, I, I think that's just changed since I was looking at that this morning. So, I'm going to adjust that plus 160, plus 160 Kai Bahalia by submission right let's move over to, to cage wires now I, I, I've i gone f- this is, okay so there's a lot of Irish lads on this card and uh, I've gone for so I have three bets here I've gone for two Irish lads and one lad fighting an Irish lad so I'm probably going to get I'm going to be up there now people giving out to me you know and all this but I'm, I'm giving you my honest picks here and the f- so the first pick I'll, I'll, I'll go with it I'm going for Tobias Cirilla <clears throat> to win his fight in the um, uh, in the featherweight division against Ryan Shelley, and he's minus one five eight. <clears throat> now, I'm a big fan of of Ryan Shelley. His brother Adam as well. I, I think they're very good in Team K for a great gym. I I feel like this is a little bit early in his career. I, I think Ian Ian is great. He's a great matchmaker and he gets it right. And he's it's a great fight for Ireland. And I think it's going to be an almighty fight if the, like. The uh, James Sheehan or Ben Elliott fight. I've no betting that here. I think that'll be. I think that's going to be the best technical fight. I think this is probably going to be fight of the night. These are two fights, and obviously the main event as well. We are, we'll. I'll talk about that in a second. But these 
are the two fights you need to be looking out for if you're watching Cage Warriors here on Saturday night. But the Shelly Harilla one, <clears throat> it's a, a t- fine to be a Cirilla. And I'll tell you about him in a second if you don't know about him. But he's a guy I think you need a lot of smart and a lot of experience to fight. And Ryan Shelley is just very young in his career. And that's that's the reason why I'm picking Harilla. And in what is basically a pick and fight. Harilla 14 fights deep in his career. Shelley only has six. And, okay, let let me describe the two guys. So Ryan Shelley came out of a, a taekwondo background, you know, with his brother as well, but has become a really good, well-rounded mixed martial artist. He can wrestle, he can box, he can do it all. You know, good kickboxer, but good in, <clears throat> good especially in the clinch when defending, but can be offensive there as well. Good at defending takedowns, even against Machuela fight. We'll talk about more in a second. When he did get taken down, he was offensive off of his back as well. So mostly good things out of Ryan Shelley, right? To be a Cirilla, he's like a fighter you don't really see. He is a go-forward, head-first, pressure, 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 and if you stop him pressuring, he'll pressure you more, will go forever. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He's like, do you know the way Clay Guida is, like, never stops, but he's like, most of his never stopping is just him, like, kind of jumping around the outside. He's never stopping going forward, and he will wear you out. He will push you against the fence. He will land big shots. He will give you opportunities as well. Make no mistake about that, but he's a very hard guy to beat. The two guys that have beaten him recently, Samuel Bark and William Gomez, have done it in two different ways. Uh, we saw Gomez fighting at the weekend. You saw him fighting the weekend or saw him fighting before. You probably know how he did it. He ran around. He ran away, ran around. Uh, Samuel Bark came in right up through the middle, flying, he knocked him out. That's two ways of doing it, right? So those are well available for Shelley. Like, can he fight really well on the outside? Yes. Can he throw big knockout blows throughout the middle? Yes. <clears throat> the only thing is, you look at those two lads, like William Gomez, and he only watched that fight uh, against Cirilla. Uh, no, so he was ready for the UFC at that stage, right? He was just tactically ready. Bark is just a world-class kickboxer. I like my The reason I'm picking Cirilla here... Is because I don't think Shelley's quite there yet. Like, I I think he is going to be fighting for a Cage Warriors title in years to come. If he, look, if he wins this, he'll be fighting for it. So he's not too far away from it. And I think he'll be in the UFC in years to come. That's how much I think of him. But to be a Cirilla is a very tough fight. And all the respect in the world for Tobias for taking this fight, for Ryan for taking this fight, for their coaches, for the, the matchmakers and all for putting a fight like this together. Because... This is a fight that lads don't need to take on the regional scene. You know, they're like, well, let's avoid these lads. Let's avoid Ryan. Let's avoid Tobias. And we'll try to get to the to the UFC another way. But no, they're going in there. They're taking it. They're testing themselves. If they get a setback, okay, they'll get another bit of matchmaking, win another few fights and get there as well. But I respect them for taking this. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm I'm picking Hurla because I think that pressure will tell. In the Matthew Elliott fight, you know, Shelley did very well on the ground when he got there, but he did get taken there constantly. You know, he's taken down many times. And I think if Matthew Elliott can do it, although I think Matthew's probably a slightly better wrestler, pure wrestler than, than Harilla. But the pressure of Harilla, if he adds in like double legs and single legs enough, which sometimes he doesn't, if I'm being honest, but if he does, and I think he probably will here. I think he will be able to get a few takedowns, even though Shelley is very good in the clinch and he's very good at t- stopping Lance and taking him down. But if he does that, I, I think he's going to find it hard, Shelley, to get up. And I think he's going to find it hard if he does that. Let's say, even if he does get up once, he does get up twice. The third, fourth, fifth takedown attempt, 
or let's say three takedown attempts and then a clinch attempt <clears throat> and then another takedown attempt and then two clinch attempts. That's just going to be wearing and wearing and wearing and wearing. And I think that's how Harrell will win the fight. I think he'll wear him out. I think this is going to be three rounds of him just pull out, drag out, fight. And it's going to, it's a, you, you couldn't pick, if you pick anyone on the regional scene for Ryan Shelley, I don't think you're going to pick the tougher matchup. So credit, as I said again, credit to him for for taking this. But I'm going for uh, I'm going for Harrell on that one. Benning, Benning. If I was to pick, if I was to pick who I wanted to win, I'm an unbiased journalist here, not not really journalist, but you know what I mean. I go, I go Ryan Shelley, right up the Irish and all of that. But this is a betting show. My my responsibility is to the, to the people listening to this. I wouldn't want to give you a wrong bet. Now I give you, as we saw on my record, I give you wrong bets all the time. So maybe bet Ryan Jelly with that. But that's my uh, my second bet for the week. To be a Surla minus one five seven. It's actually like a lot of these um, a lot of these prices are very close. I think the bookies are getting better at cage warriors than that because like one of the uh, earlier cage warriors, or I think was it the Belfast card I wanted him. I think I gave four out of four. Like the betting lines were. Very, very simple. But uh, I think they've, they've cottoned onto it a little bit here. But anyway, the next bet, right. The next bet is one of these prices and kind of half making up the price uh, because it's not actually here yet. But um, maybe by the time I put this out, the, the prices will have been updated uh, and, uh, and maybe John will be able to put it in the graphic here. If not, I'll put it in the comment section below. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see me, Sean Sheen, there. I will put it in the comment section below. But I think the price will be around... Plus one ten, maybe somewhere up to maybe maybe a little bit more than that, and that is for Reese McKee to get the knockout here against Jimmy Wallet in the main event. Reese is a minus three four nine favorite, so I was looking at a couple of other fights there with similar sort of of favoritism and what the price would be like. Like the Bahalia fight, he's a similar sort of price, and then they favor him to get the submission, and that's around plus you know plus one twenty plus one. Um, sorry, what did I give it? Plus one sixty Indian. Around, I think around between plus 110, maybe plus 150, maybe even up to plus 200. But as I said, I will update it. Anyway, that is the bet I'm giving for this uh, fight. And I... Do you know what? I really love this fight. I really love it. It's funny because like, I did my five fights to look forward to this month. And I gave the... I mentioned again the Sheehan Auburn Elliott fight. Um, and I didn't give this one. And I feel like a lot of the, the, the hype coming up to it... Is that Auburn Elliott Sheen fight? Is the Harilla fight we're talking about as well? Is Ireland being in, uh, our cage warriors being in Ireland? But I feel like there's, it's a little bit running under the radar here. There's Reese McGee, Jimmy Wallet fight. And I was great. If you haven't seen it yet, I got Graham Boylan on and we talked about it. And I have a full preview out as well. For that, it'll be out before this. So check that out as well. But this fight is running under the radar a little bit, but it shouldn't be. It's such a brilliant fight. Because if you look at Jimmy Wallet, you might you might be thinking, ah, oh, Jimmy Wallet, I know him. You know, he was kind of a, you know, kind of a mid-tier guy, I suppose, in the UFC for a while and in Bellator and being around. But what he is at the moment, right, is a guy who is at the end of his career. He Saturday night could be his last fight, win or lose, you know? And he's having a bit of fun. He's going in there knocking lads out and doing really well. You know, he's enjoying it. He's, it's, it's an into a career, I suppose, that we never see. And it's brilliant to see. And Reese McKee is on the opposite end then, you know. He was in the UFC for a cup of coffee, as they say in the States. He got Hamzat. You know, he went in there against uh, Moreno. Lost that fight, but it was a weird... Do you remember it was a weird kind of fight? Do you remember it was that, that was the fight where the... Uh, 
if, if I'm not mistaken, was it the Gumshield fell out and they had to go looking for it? And I think Reese maybe won one round on, on one or two of the judges' cards, but they ended up losing the decision, and then he was caught. You know, so did he really get a chance? You know, did you put him in there against Alex Moreno, who's a good guy? Forget about the Hamzat fight, right? Forget about that. Short notice. Forget about it. You lose a close... Uh, uh, I wasn't a close decision now, but you, you you know, you lose a decision where you fought well, one of the fights of the night, and they, co- they cut you after that. That was very unfair, right? So what Reese McKee is fighting for here is another opportunity. He's fighting for an opportunity to prove himself once again at the, at the big show. He's fighting for what... Um, people have said about him since before he made his pro debut. I was doing podcasts before he made his pro debut, and I remember I came on. He was fighting John Redmond at one seventy after coming up from one forty. Uh, yeah, one seventy after coming up from one forty five, and I was like, "Should this be happening?" That John Redmond is twenty fights into his career. You're going up three weight class or two weight class or whatever it is, and he goes out and he destroys him. You know, and even before that, all the you know all the the, the guys in the, on watching the amateur fights and all that, like Reese McKee, Reese McKee, he is the guy. And he has been for a large portion of his career. He's had setbacks, losses, came back and beat the same guys. Out of the UFC, came back and won the title. That fight with Justin Berlinson. One of the, I said it a few times, but maybe the most underrated fight of last year. Brilliant fight. If you haven't seen it, go out and check it out. And all of this leads to Reese having the exact opposite of Jimmy. No pressure, Jimmy. End of his career. If he wins, brilliant. He's the interim champion right now, unifying the belt against Reese. It's all a bonus for him. He's just gone out there to, to, to have fun and try to win. Whereas Reese, it's all pressure. He has to do it. He has to win. He has to win. If he doesn't win this fight, he's to win maybe three or four more to get back to the UFC. He wanted to go to the UFC after his last fight. It's a massive, massive thing. And that's it. You might say, oh, this is a betting show, Sean. Why are you giving us the whole backstory? But the backstory is here. I think that these lads are going to be going out there looking for a knockout. Because like, if you listen to my interview with Graham Boylan, and he's not the first person I've heard it from, the UFC won knockouts. If you're someone looking to get signed, you have to knock people out. It's no good anymore getting three, four, five decisions. If you go 10 and 0 and win 10 decisions, the UFC are not signing you. No matter how good you are. They're not. And do you know what? It's always kind of been that way a little bit, but more so now with the Contender Series and all. They have as many people as they want to fight. Uh, as they want to sign, sorry. And they're signing lads coming off the Contender Series who've all just had a finish. Right, or like a, an unbelievable display, but like see, a lad like Paul Hughes struggling to get signed, one of the beatdowns of the year from last year, you know. Um, Reese McKee will be going out there looking for a knockout, and he has to, he knows he has to, he knows he has to, and that's why I think he'll get it because there's no one out there with. I, I love Reese McKee's mindset. They're very rare lads to come into those pressure situations, like the Tim Barnett rematch where he beat him the first time. All the pressure in the world, he comes in there, he looks so good. You know, Reese has done that time and time again on this scene. And I think it's time for him to win this and go to the UFC, to be honest. But he has to get through Jimmy Wallen. That won't be easy. But I'm going for him to get the knockout. As I said, we, we'll update the price. I, I, I also like just a, a bit of the, the analytics, analytics about it, I suppose. Jimmy's been hitting hard, very hard recently and knocking lads out. And he, you know he has throughout his career as well, but... Reese has, as Farasa Habi calls it, the touch of death. He is a monster puncher. And he does get hit in these fights, absolutely. And I'm sure he'll get cracked again here. Look, both of them are going to get cracked. But I feel like Reese cracks harder. And that, I think, is the key here. And that's why I think he'll get the knockout. Right, the next bet. This is an interesting one, okay? So... 
The next bet I'm going for is Ryan Curtis to win, and he's at plus 190. Now, if, you know, we look at Ray Borg, we look at, you know, Ian, Ian McCall down through the years, we look at all these lads with, um, with bad luck, and if you don't know Ryan Curtis, he's probably had as bad a luck as any of them. Injuries and setback after setback after. It's just been so tough on him. So tough on him. Now, he had two fights last year. Okay, he lost one of them. Came in, he beat Ryan Taylor towards October last year. Cage where signed him for this big card. They're putting him in against there, against a good guy like Nicholas LeBlanc. And it's the opportunity of a lifetime for him. Because if he wins this, you know... He can go anywhere in that division. There's a lot of good guys in there. There are a lot of big fights for him. They're coming back to Ireland again later on in the year. It's a massive opportunity for Ryan Curtis. And the thing about Ryan Curtis, he has the ability, right? I don't think there's anyone on the the, the Irish scene, the UK, the, the local scene, who has seen Ryan Curtis and thinks, ah, no, he, you know, he he couldn't do it, right? The only thing you'd say about Ryan Curtis is, I'm here recording this on Wednesday. The weigh-ins in two days, I'm like, is the fight going to happen? You know, and that's that's awful to to, ha- to think that, like, but it's just injuries in that. It could be his opponent. It could be Anna. someone could fucking slip on a banana peel. Like, he's, he's, he's just that unlucky, and he has been. But the quality is there. The quality is there for Ryan Curtis. And it's, what, seven, eight years now since he, um, you know, since he debuted. He has got a few, you know, a few good wins. Uh, he beat Hack. He beat uh, Luis Gonzalez. He beat Ryan Taylor, as I said the last time out. He fought some very good guys. Look at Amir Al-Bazi now. Uh, he's in, in the UFC. But that was, you know, unfortunately, in signing for Brave. You know, and Brave putting, putting him to the sword, basically, like they've done with a lot of fighters. But if, you know, if he can go well here... I think that, you know, the sky is the limit for him. But he needs a run. He needs one, two, three fights this year. The same next year. The same the year after. Um, and, like, look, Nicholas Bland is a good fighter as well. So this isn't by any means an easy one. He's very good on the ground as well. Ryan Curtis is more uh, of a guy on the feet. So he needs to keep this fight on the feet. He needs to get his hands going. And if he can, I think that plus 190 looks a very, very good price there. It does look a good price because, you know, he's... You know, four losses for Nicholas LeBlanc, all four by decision. Curtis, if he's fit, if he's raring to go, he is a guy who can kind of pick you off. Now, he's big power as well, but he can pick you off maybe over three rounds. I, I'm just... this. Look, this is a bet on the price, and this is on how good he used to be. Two fights last year are a big plus for me. Um, He's training... Uh, I think he, you know he's been training a lot with uh, uh, Liam McCourt and her team, and I think we saw see maybe even over in Liverpool and stuff. He's been you know looks like looks like things have maybe turned around for Ryan Curtis, and if that's the truth, I think that plus one ninety look a great price. Now we never know, we never know, but I'm going for that based on that, but based on his ability and based on things maybe turning for him. So Ryan Curtis plus one ninety, right. Um, the flyer of the week. Uh, this was an interesting flyer of the week because I'm going for Song Yedong to win by decision, and it's plus five fifty. Um, himself and Ricky Simon are, you know, it's basically a pick 'em fight here. Uh, I see it. He's minus one ten, minus one ten in one place, minus one hundred four, minus one sixteen, minus one hundred five, minus one twenty. Very, very, very similar. 
um, the fight to go to a, a decision is plus one two five minus one five five to finish inside. That's very close as well. Um, you know, the the Simon to get the knockout plus seven seven seventy, um, plus two hundred for Yanong to get the KO plus two sixty for Simon to win inside the distance. Simon plus four hundred get the decision. So they do they, they, they fancy, I suppose, Yanong to win um, by a knockout. But it is plus 200. It's very close for the fight to go to decision and that. So I'm just leaning. I, I like Simon is the favorite, barely, very close, as I said. But I I like Yanang. I think, do you know what? I like Yanang. Uh, God almighty. Uh, I, I, I'm getting done myself now as uh, a <laughs> heisted upon my own petard. As I, said. I think the, the, the problem with Song and how people are treating him now is the Corey Sandhagen fight. You know? Uh, it's easy to look at that fight and say, okay, Jesus, is he able for this level? But with all due respect to, to Ricky Simon, I don't think he's necessarily that level, you know? The guys he's beaten, uh, Jack Shore is, I think, probably his best win, but uh, Sun Tso, uh was a very good win too. The likes of Ray Barge he's beaten as well, you know? But, uh, you know, and obviously Mirab back in the day, but that Mirab fight was... Or five years ago, nearly at this stage. Not, I'm not taking anything away, but you know what I mean. I lost to Rob Font, you know. So, I, I think Yadong is just being underrated a little bit here. Like if this fight happened before the Corey Sandhagen fight, I think he probably would have been maybe a minus two hundred to win this fight. Maybe a little bit more even. I think his boxing is good enough. Um, he just look. He needs to stay off the floor against Ricky Simon. Now look, that's been a problem. It was a problem against Sandhagen for a while. Um, but I don't think Ricky Saman is necessarily the. This might sound weird, but maybe the the type of wrestler that he will have as big a problem with uh, as as Sandhagen. I think Saman, obviously, we you know we've seen him, um, we've seen him submit some good guys. Still, or not he only has four submission wins in in a row uh, in in, a, in his career uh, out of twenty ten fights have gone to a decision. I think the Jack Shore submission makes him look better than possibly is. And I think the Song Sandhagen fight makes him look worse than he actually is. Now, will that level out? Maybe. But I also think that has pushed the price in a direction that's probably a little bit wrong. But I do think this will be a close fight. I do think there will be rounds where Simon gets the fight to the ground and is looking for submission. I do think there'll be rounds where Yudan keeps the fight on the feet and wins it there. Now, he might... You might get the knockout. No, maybe I'm, I'm wrong in this. But I I just feel like a lot of the time here, right? And this one as well. Don't forget this. It was switched to a five-round fight, what, 10 days, two weeks ago? And a lot of time when that happens, I think lads really do try to conserve themselves a little bit more. And it's actually, there's more of a proclivity to go to five rounds in those sort of fights. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here. So... It's going to be a long fight, I think. It's going to be a drawn-out fight. I think Song can stop the takedowns or stop long periods for three rounds, win it, and I think he'll win the decision. So, plus 550 for the decision, Song Yadong. Let's do it. Right. Uh, let's run through some of the other bets. Obviously, you know, I'll give you the straight-up prices there on that one. Minus 120, minus 105-ish. Samantha favoured. Bahalio, big favourite, as I mentioned. Plus... Uh, 270 for Olesheychuk plus 
Um, minus, sorry, minus 350, minus 374. I'm on place, I see here, for Bahalio. Rodolfo Vieira is the favourite over Cody Brundage. Let's see what price the submission is there. Uh, if it's up, uh, minus 120. That's not a... That's not a bad price. Although I've backed Vieira by decision before, or sorry, by submission before, and it's it's not come up for me. So maybe that's bad luck of me. I'm not betting it this week. So maybe it's your time to bet it <laughs> this week. Um, Rogerio against Waldo Cortez Acosta. Acosta uh, uh, is minus, sorry, plus 160. The underdog minus 185 for Rogerio. I think, yeah, I think that's about right. Julian Rosa, I like him at that price, minus 125 against Fernando Pedipla. I also like an Arosa knockout. I think it's always a good kind of flyery bet, plus 500 there. So let's have a look at that. Trey Waters, Josh Quinlan. Quinlan is the favourite, minus 180. Someone was asking me about Jay Collier, Martin Boudet. Um, and they were saying, like, why is Boudet such an underdog here against Collier? Or sorry, not why is he such a why is it so close? It's like, like Bidet should be massively ahead. And I think I think he's right, to be honest. And I I will pick Bidet here. But also, you never know what Jay Collier is gonna turn up. Um there's certain fighters like that, I'm like, mm. and 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 do you know who's like that? Kelly Roundtree a little bit. Most of the time, like he's like and I hate this word, but a bit mid. A bit mid. Like Ben Askren's wife, <laughs> according to Ben Askren. That's not me saying that. That's Ben Askren saying that. But sometimes he just turns up and he's like, Jesus, this lad's good. And is Saturday night going to be one of those nights? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Charles Johnson, Cody Durden. Johnson is the underdog there. I'd go with Gordon on that one, plus, uh, plus 120. I like him there. Uh, Egger, big favorite, minus 275 over Irdini. Yeah. Brian Keller, boom, minus 133. Go with the Irish lad there against Jeremy Houston, plus 113. And Haley Cowan, the underdog, against Jamie Lynn North, Hearth, minus 145 to plus one. Let's have a look at Cage Warriors. Um, I think, as I said, they've gotten better with the betting here, I think, and they're uh, they're piling on kind of towards the favourites. Uh, Jimmy Wallet, Reese McKee, minus 349 for Reese. Jimmy Wallet uh, plus two seventy four, Shelley uh, and Harilla. As t- I told you about that earlier, minus uh, one five eight for Harilla, plus one two eight for Shelley. The woman Elliot James Sheehan fight toss of a kind. Look, James Sheehan is the underdog here, plus one ten. Uh, Oban Elliot minus one forty. I think it's a toss of a kind. I'll say it to you again. Who who's the one to bet on? It's probably James Sheehan because he's plus one ten. If Oban Elliot was plus one ten, I'd probably tell you to bet on him. You know. That's honestly how I think we would go with it. I think they just have it about right. I think, oh, I think, look, if you're to, to force me to pick, I would probably go with Oban. But if James Sheehan has improved at the rate he's been improving, then that advantage for Oban is taken away. And I truly mean that. This is a brilliant fight. A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fight. Can't wait to see it. Morgan Chachier and his late uh, notice opponent. He's minus 900 of a favourite. He spoke about LeBlanc versus Curtis. Deki McAleen and is the underdog against uh, Wasi Adeshinia. I uh, I looked up some of Adeshinia's fights. I tried to look up some of Adeshinia's fights. There isn't really much out there, to be honest. Um, you know, Deki, another one of these guys. He's dangerous. 
So maybe not a bad bet there, but hard to give a bet when I haven't seen much of his opponent. Uh, pick and fight between Tucker and Darby as well, minus 115 each. Maybe a good fight to back Darby in, to be honest. I think he's better than his last... Well, he's better, definitely better than his last one. He got knocked out in 21 seconds or something like that. Um, I like that price on him. Uh, Leon Hill, Martin, Zimbella. I think if Leon Hill keeps that fighting the the feed, I think the 277 looks good. Zimbella good on the ground, plus 117. Maybe, the, you know, if there's a flyer submission price there or something when they come out. Uh, Owen Williams is a big underdog against Kyle McClurkin. Uh, Takamandu is a big favourite as well, minus 235. I like Tak, I think he'll win that. Paddy McCrory as well, a big favourite, as is Solomon Simon, uh, minus 375, one of the best amateurs Ireland has had in, in a very, very long time, as is Alexander O'Sullivan, who's probably had more amateur fights than anyone coming in here, I think, for his second uh, professional fight. He's a big favourite over Afrim Taki and then Adam Shelley. Another late notice opponent who's supposed to fight Dean, ba- Dean Barry, he's the minus 700 favourite over Mohamed Kainer. At Matt, so some interesting fights there uh, on both the the, um, the Cage Warriors and uh, UFC shows. Octagon as well have a card this weekend. The Shimrock, I know who's from uh, uh, from Ireland as well as on Ireland via uh, Liverpool. He is uh, he's an underdog in that one against Arthur Lima, and uh, yeah, I, I'm sure um, you know I'm sure you know Octagon are doing better and better stuff all all the time. Very hard. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going around to concentrate on all of it, but you know they are doing some good stuff. So I, I would encourage anyone to check that out. But um, yeah, those are my bets for the week. Let me recap again quickly here. First bet: Bahalia to win by submission plus one sixty to be a Sorilla minus one five eight to win straight. Aubrey McKee by KO. They said we'll get that price for you. Ryan Curtis plus one ninety and Song Yedong to win by a decision plus five. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com. If you haven't seen my interview with uh, Graham Bylan, check it out. If you haven't seen my interview with Chatri Sitchitong, check it out. They're up here. Scroll down if you're on YouTube and watch them. Do you know what? They're very good, even if I do say so myself. All right, I'll leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Good luck.